morning, church. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas still within the 12 days and a Happy New Year to all of you. So good to see all of you back. I know many people are away this weekend huh, because uh, long weekend, Monday is a public holiday. So some of them are still caught in the jam <laughs> at the causeway. But it's so good to have the whole family back here. You know, this is such a special time right? because I notice that as I get older and older, every year seems to pass more quickly. Have you noticed this? Uh, you all notice this. So not just me, right? So that means you're also growing older. Lah, huh? So, you know, time just going by so much. And every time we come to the end of the year, it's a time of a mixed feelings as we turn the page on the year to a very new year. You know, on the one hand, our hearts are full of gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. And there are many things that we're going to think about, talk about what God has done for us. And maybe also no small measure of relief that you made it. Somehow, uh, through all the ups and downs of 2023, you know, all the different things that have come and gone, you are here, so you made it, right? So turn to your neighbor and say, you made it. <laughs> right? Somehow we all made it, we are all winners, right? We managed to get to the finish line. So here we are. But at the same time, you know, we are not able to be exuberant in our joy and to give thanks to God because part of our minds, we are weighed down. You worry about all the things you never finish. Lah. Reports haven't written, right? Projects haven't finished. Things that are still hanging there, you're not quite sure how to resolve. And then, for some of us, you're already worrying next year's worry already, right? 2024, I got to do this and that. You're already, so all these things are weighing us down. But you know, we, we should give ourselves time to rejoice in the Lord, right? Because the Bible says in Proverbs, uh, that, you know, the joy, joy, uh, is actually like medicine. Right? The joy of the Lord is like medicine. But a crushed spirit, a broken spirit, is dries up the bones. Right? So we must allow ourselves to rejoice in the Lord. Amen? So today we're going to rejoice. We're going to focus on the good things that God has done. Not to say that there are no bad things. But we want to get ourselves focused on God rightly. So this is what we're going to talk about. Last week we had a great uh, Christmas uh, celebration. I hope that many of you were here and you enjoyed also. What a wonderful production. Christmas is a time for the family to come together to celebrate, right? to remember that God has done for us what we cannot do for ourselves. It's not just evangelism. It is a time for us to be a family. You know, it is the only time of the year when all the parents uh, will sit in front. For some reason, uh, all the front rows are full of parents with their cameras ready because all their cute children are out here, right? So it's the only time of the year. The rest of the year, they are at the back. Like now, uh, all the parents are all at the back there, hiding behind the pillars, right? In fact, we will have family seats there, right? But that was the time when all of us came and did all the different things. The choir sang beautifully and the different ones contributed so that we all say that, you know, this is our church, this is our celebration. But of course, it is not the only thing, right? It is also a good time to express the gospel to our friends. Now, I mean, many people say, but we don't know that Jesus was born on the 25th of December. You know, you're right. But you know what? Even if we don't know, we come up with some day. Because it's a good opportunity to tell people about Jesus, right? So that's what we did. So last week, you know, we, we heard from uh, Pastor Chris who shared with us, you know, all these funny jokes uh, about what kidnapping uh, Mother Mary, lah, you know, about don't eat the parrot, uh, the very expensive parrot. Yeah, we heard about that. And because of that, we had eight people who came to the Lord, right, during the services. At the Chinese services, seven more people came to the Lord. But you know what? While we are adults were down here, you know, enjoying the Christmas, actually there was a children's uh, Christmas program called Berry Christmas, right? A Berry Christmas party. 
And at the Berry Christmas party, we had so many of our neighborhood kids, the community kids, they came. And you know what? 27 accepted the Lord for the very first time, right? From the neighborhood. So we praise God for that. Now, as encouraging as this may sound, this is just the proverbial tip of the iceberg. There's so much more going on that I want to share with you because you don't get to see these things, but I see it all the time. So I want to share a little bit uh, about this for you, that what I receive almost every day. So on, on Monday, Christmas Day itself, we received a text from uh, one of the residents who came, right? So this, uh, this lady wrote to Daniel. Daniel, uh, our community services, we got a lot of Daniel around here, right? But Daniel Lim from community service received this text. She said, Hi Daniel, this is my first time attending uh, dialect service uh, Cantonese and Hokkien in your church on Saturday. I enjoyed it. I never knew Jesus died at the age of 33. So young, huh? May I know when is the next Cantonese session? Please advise. This is Nobody invited her to church. She picked up a flyer and she invited herself to church and now she wants to know Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, I get this a lot, okay? Okay, so this lady came now over at the youth side. You know, I, I don't know if you noticed that uh, there was a dance item during the Christmas presentation, right? And the dance item, for those of you who didn't know, was actually mother and daughter combinations. Mother and daughters dancing together, right? One of the families, well, of course, was Esther and Giselle. They were dancing. Now, Giselle and her classmate, they were part of the youth. They had been bringing a couple of their friends to church the last few weeks. And the week previously, one of those friends accepted Christ. Now, the other one came during Christmas. So she came, I think, uh, he came, I think, on Saturday. And on Sunday, during the service, he texted uh, Giselle, who was dancing, right? He sent the text to her. And basically, she, he confided that he found out that his mom had passed away in Macau. This is not Christian, nah? And he expressed to Giselle that he wanted to become a Christian. Now, what happened was, of course, after the service, Glenn took the whole family, Giselle's family, Esther, they all went to his house. At his house, they prayed for him and he accepted Christ. Wow, praise the Lord for that. You know, that is so amazing. Because that's, that's just you guys doing stuff, right? The kingdom of God is just happening all around here. So we thank God for all of that that's happening. Now, on Saturday service, Rebecca, one of our staff, brought a family. And this family came together with their parents. They came to the dialect service. They didn't respond to the altar call. Didn't come forward for altar call. Didn't raise up their hands. But after the service, they stood near the door there, right at the entrance there, and they spoke to Pastor Chris. They were somewhat interested. They asked about ancestor worship, you know, how Christians can or cannot do this. And after Pastor Chris spoke to them, explained to them, they all wanted to become Christians. So right at the door, they all became Christians. You know, whole family there. You know, praise the Lord. Friday, eh? Friday night, before everyone... Before we had a Christmas program, they were decorating, busy decorating, preparing the church. A teenage boy came from the plaza, staying around here, came asking if there's a toilet. So he went to the toilet. After the toilet, he asked Fern, who was there, is this a church? I thought, okay, we need to put more crosses around here. <laughs> but is this a church? No, this is cinema. Okay, so this, this boy asked, is this a church? And Fern says, yes, it's a church. Then he asked, is there a Bible study here? So Fern chatted with him, this boy, Cheng Ta, Right, Sec 3, going to Sec 4 next year, came from China to study here. And he lives near the Queenstown MRT. He hopes to find a church nearby. So, you know, Chen asked, uh, asked him how he knows about Jesus. He says because of his paternal grandmother back in China. His dad is working in China. He's here with his mother to study. So, 
he was invited to the Christmas program and I asked him to ask the mother. As it turned out, however, he couldn't come because the mother is a Buddhist and is very against this, right? So, didn't want him to be involved in church because he was sitting for O levels next year. But you know what? When God opens a door, no one can close it. Amen? So, we are not giving up. We are continuing to pray for Cheng Ta. That was 7 o'clock. 8.30, someone else came up. A lady comes up and uh, speaking to Fern was still there, right? And he, she asked if there's a Chinese youth group in the church because she's 22 years old. She's worried that she's too old. 22 years old, yeah. So old, right? <laughs> so Fern told her about our you know, Life of Life, which is uh, uh, our young adults' uh, Chinese program and invited her to that. You know, these things are just happening. We, I don't know what's going on, but people are just coming to the, to the Lord. They are seeking out God. Now, not just here, of course, over in, uh, in the Far East, uh, in Osaka, they were also having their Christmas program, Kus Osaka, this is actually Kus Osaka, and they were having their uh, YWAM sharing the gospel. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, three Japanese accepted the Lord, but now they are having their Christmas program there. So we praise God for that. And all the way to the West, right, um, in Kenya, we have, uh, yeah, I know, you all didn't know we have a Church of Our Saviour in Kenya. So there's Church of Our Saviour in Kenya there. They, I told them, why don't you throw a party for the whole village? Well, the whole village came and, you know, I'm, this group is an accidental church. I didn't want to start a church, somehow accidentally become a church, right? And I was trying, because it's very time consuming, every Sunday evening, after you all go back, I have one more service, right? Which is I do on Zoom. And now, instead of growing smaller, now half the village want to come to church. So we have to rent place. It's a lot of headache for me, right? But I guess, thank God, right? Because these guys, they're on fire. There's not enough for them to do Kenya. They rent a car. They went over to Tanzania. And then the next slide, they were having a Christmas program in Tanzania on Thursday as well. And all these people are coming to the Lord. Praise the Lord, right? <clears throat> now, on the Thursday before Christmas, Thursday before, this is like 12 days of Christmas, I decide. Thursday before Christmas, you know, uh, our youth pastor, Sam and, uh, and Ian, they met a 13, uh, Ian as in, uh, you know, Pastor Eunice's son, they met a 13-year-old boy who wanted to know more about Christ. So they came to church. I think they shared with them, with him the gospel and their testimonies. And this boy received Christ on Thursday. And then Colette, right, another of our, our youth team, uh, she led another youth to Christ on that same day. This was after the previous Sunday, Seth, another of our youth, brought a friend to church. And uh, at the youth service, he also accepted Christ. You know, so many things are happening. The fields are really white on the harvest. Amen? And really, we need laborers. If you are there, they will come to you. You almost don't have to go to them. They will just come to you. Now, that same Thursday, that same Thursday, I managed to meet up for the first time with a new principal of Queensway Secondary School. You see, pre previously, the principal of uh, Queensway Secondary School uh, was uh, Mr. Peter Tan. Peter Tan is a very committed Christian. I mean, he's on fire. And because of his uh, willingness to serve, uh, he was going blind. He was losing his eyesight, you see. But he was so willing to do something, he opened the door. And our doors are always open. Two open doors. So all kinds of things was happening. You know, so many students uh, were studying here and they're coming to Christ. They are learning about God. And he writes, actually he just published a book in which he talks about Kus and all this experience of working with the church. Now, we were worried because he was retiring in the middle of December and we think this is a government school. 
We don't know if this door will finally close. Because, you know, government school, they can send any kind of principal. You have no say in it, right? So we are praying. What will happen? You know what happened? Well, the new principal of the school is an Anglican member from uh, St. John's and Margaret's Church, right? So she comes. I was meeting her on Thursday. Thursday I met with her. She told me, Pastor, actually I was praying that God would send me to a special needs school. Right? I didn't want to come to this. I want to go to a special needs school because she just spent some time studying about special needs. Then in my heart, I was thinking, thank, God, thank goodness God didn't listen to you, you know. Because we are special needs, right? We are special and we have needs. And God answered us and now this door is open. Praise the Lord for that, right? Now, many of you, maybe you read in the newspaper a few, because this is not the only school. There are two other schools in this place. There's Queenstown, uh, Queenstown uh, Primary School and just, oh, let me, I always lose my direction. Uh. Okay, over that side, right? There's actually Newtown Primary School. And Newtown Primary School, of course, uh, you know, you might have read the youngest uh, principal of the 2023 batch has been uh, sent to Newtown Primary School. She's actually a member of our church, uh, Anna Cha. I don't know if she's in this service. But, you know, praise the Lord. God opens doors. And, you know, these kind of things you can't engineer. Only God can engineer. Amen? And He is opening doors for us. So we are, we are thankful for that. Now, back in November, you know, uh, Ian, uh, again, uh, Eunice's son, was preaching at the youth service. You know, some of you got up-and-coming young pastors. Uh. And so, one of the youths, Elisha, brought a friend to church. So, Noel and even Elisha, uh, Noel was this uh, new friend. We were all surprised that he came because, you know, he's, he's not a believer. But he came to the service and he enjoyed the service. He enjoyed the sermon. Now, because of that, he decided to come again to church on Friday. That was a weekend service he came. But he came again on Friday. And during Friday, that was actually a leaders meeting. It was not an evangelistic meeting. And there, Stuart was uh, you know, preaching and sharing. And at that, at that leaders meeting which he came, he decided that he wanted to become a Christian. So Pastor Sam uh, and Elisha prayed for him and he, became, he accepted the Lord. So praise the Lord for that. So many young people coming to God, right? You know, God's favor with us is really incredible. We are gaining favor. Even the taxi drivers are talking about us now, you know, positively. Right? You know, I know a lot of people, taxi drivers talk negatively, uh, government, uh, right? But they're talking well about us and saying, no, if I want to go to church, I'll go to this church, right? And we have neighbor, neighbors who are coming to our church. You know, some of the hawkers from uh, Mailing Street, uh, hawkers, they are coming to our Thursday service. We thank God. And we've got people from across the road, cleaners, security guards, they are coming to this place. Now, I feel like this church is like, a, you know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, that there's a tree planted by the uh, streams of water and it becomes this tree. And Mark 4 says that when these branches are all grown up, all the birds are... Uh, will come and make its nest there. You know, I feel like this is that kind of place, right? That like, we are all birds, huh? we are all making our nest here. This is the family and the river of God's living water is flowing through this community. Amen? Amen. And waves of mercy and grace washing over all of us. So good, right? So good. Now, throughout the year, we have been running Alpha Course, right? As an outreach program. And we have seen 22 salvations from the English Alpha Courses and 14 from the Chinese. So total, 36 believers through Alpha Course. We're very glad for that. Now, there are many... Okay, yeah, we can give God a thanks and praise for that. Now, there are many testimonies. Because these are just numbers. But every one of these numbers has a story attached to it. Now, I can't read to you all these stories uh, because otherwise this morning no need to have sermon already. But I want to read one, at least one testimony for you to see what is happening in this Alpha group. Right? So this, 
lady from China is writing this uh, testimony. At the beginning, I didn't even know that Jesus existed in history. I thought that he was a fictional character like Noir in Chinese mythology. Later, by chance, I went to Singapore to visit my cousin and we talked about her faith. She introduced me to Jesus and shared stories from the Bible. I was very curious about Jesus, but I didn't believe uh, in some ridiculous-sounding resurrection stuff. Through the introduction of my cousin, I joined, I participated in Alpha course. I made a lot of new friends here and everyone was very patient and answered my questions. I met a sister, Jian Ling, here and we chatted a lot through WeChat and phone calls. First, we talked about the Bible, then we talked about family and life. We confided in each other and encouraged one another. She and I prayed for my deceased father. After that night, I felt that my life began to slowly change. Later, I joined Alpha every week and continued to read the Bible. I slowly began to understand Jesus. I had many questions and my friends were willing to discuss them with me, which makes me very happy. Later, I kept thinking and finally figured out that science is just a way to understand the world. Science tells us why, but faith tells us who and how. I finally found the missing puzzle piece in my life, faith. In this process, I tried to change my original mentality and try to become better. When I choose not to get angry over small things and instead to learn to forgive, I found that my life became more peaceful. When I read the Bible before bed, the stress of the day decreased so much. I discovered that everything my cousin said was true. During the days of intense academic pressure and loneliness, the words of the Bible shone in my life like a ray of light. On the 22nd of October, during the Alpha Holy Spirit weekend, I officially accepted Jesus as my Savior. That was a very important day for me. Friends from Alpha gathered together, prayed for me, and while praying, I shed a lot of tears. But the miraculous thing was that in the past, whenever I thought about my sad and extremely sad past events, my tears would not stop falling. But after that afternoon, when I thought about those past events, I could not cry anymore. I'm full of confidence in the future. I believe that Jesus will take me to a better place. I remembered again, just the day before, I asked my cousin, do you think God will love me? I'm not a Christian. I'm an atheist. And I even thought that God, did, uh, Jesus did not exist. My cousin said yes. And she told me the parable of the lost lamb in the Bible. I feel now I'm the lost sheep. I finally returned to the Lord. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's like amazing, right? That God is doing new things in our midst. New and wonderful. And by the way, God can do it for you. If today uh, you are a lost sheep, uh, remember, you can come back to the Lord because God loves you. Amen? Now, this is the one, again, many things are happening at the same time. On the, the day before this, this 22nd of October, she accepted Christ at Holy Spirit weekend. 21st of October, a young man came to the church office asking for a Bible. He shared, he prayed that he prayed and he said that Jesus led him to Kuz. Now this man, uh, we won't use his real name, I'll just call him Yusuf, right? Yusuf is his name uh, in this story. Yusuf experienced constant spiritual attacks for years, seeing demons, feeling physical attacks as well. Every time he would pray to many gods, including Jesus, he realized that only Jesus could save him. Today, he decided that, today meaning that 21st of October, he would he will only believe in Jesus because in many of his spiritual dreams uh, and encounters, Jesus always wins, fighting the demons. Uh, Jesus always, so he wanted to go with the winner, uh, right? So, you know, I also want to go with the winner, right? I hope you too. 
And Pastor Eunice met him and shared with him in the office, came to the office for two hours and prayed with him. Now, in spite of him having all these mental issues, uh, after that, he was as coherent and convicted as he can be. He cried, right? And he shared while he was sharing and praying. He said that he learned a lot about Christianity from YouTube. And now he really wanted a Bible, but nobody would give him a Bible. Not even a church, uh, a church that he visited. So he was very grateful because that day, we gave him a free Bible. He was ready to pay for it. 35 years old, Yusuf could not hold down jobs due to all these spiritual attacks. But today, when you see him, he's completely changed, right? So that was something that happened, just someone walking into the church. We have a lot of this kind of stories. So many. Every other two or three days, another story like this. And I can only say, God is doing something in our midst. Amen. I mean, I will use the word, maybe revival is happening, right? But maybe some of you not revived yet. As it's still a little bit dead, right? But when you all wake up, revival is definitely at our doorstep. You know, just yesterday, someone just told me, Pastor, my mother, or someone told me, the mother who was very against Christianity for all their lives, yesterday, the mother decided she's going to become Christian. And today I was told that. Now he told the brother, who's uh, also even more anti-Christian, uh, say, you also must consider, <laughs> right? So, wow, when God opens the door, really no one can close it, right? And then after the service, a lady came out and said, you know, she, she had a biopsy. She was, you know, they, they suspected she had cancer. But she was full of faith and heart and joy. She went trusting in the Lord. Biopsy came back, she's clear of cancer. I mean, these kind of things, you cannot write this stuff. So I, I thank God for it. You know, I'm so privileged to see this. Last Friday, you know, our, we have been doing missionary work in uh, Bobodanro, right? Our medical missions are going out there. Doing, last Friday, uh, I received some amazing news. Now, how many of you know that in uh, Holland now, there's a new mall? Holland, some of you may have gone there, right? You bring your dogs and all that. That's the most animal-friendly mall in, in Singapore right now. Now, the, the mall is owned by Far East, Far East, right? And Far East, they found out about this mission work and on Friday, they gave uh, our church over $600,000 for this kind of missions, you know, social community development work. I'm like, wow, like that also can, <laughs> right? You know, God is doing stuff, right? Now, quite apart from all this, there's so many other things that God must have done for every one of you. Some of you, you were single at the beginning of 2023, now you're double, right? Thank God for that. And some of you, maybe you were not parents at the beginning of 2023, now you've got no more sleep, right? Uh, or maybe some of you have become uh, grandparents for the very first time, or even great-grandparents for the very first time. Some of you started a business, began a new job, new, uh, or went to a new school. Some of you moved into new homes or new apartments. I'm sure God has done so many things for you. Myself, I remember, you know, at the beginning of the year, I nearly died in a car accident, but I made it, right? I didn't have any more car accidents, I made it. So there's so much to thank God for. But we know that life is not just a bed of roses. It's not, well, actually, I don't know why they say bed of roses. Huh? Because I imagine bed of roses must be quite painful, right? Because of all the thorns, right? But it's not always smooth sailing, right? Because we know that in this year, we have lost loved ones, right? Some of them have passed away, uh, dear friends, family members. There's also among us who continue to struggle in their health, battling cancer and other serious illnesses. There are also others who are facing adverse circumstances. Your business is the tough year for businesses in Singapore. We know you're struggling with that. And your job, or maybe even challenging relationships that are ongoing. 
The fact that God is doing something wonderful in our midst and our community, the fact that lives are being changed and transformed does not exclude the possibility, it doesn't preclude uh, the difficulty from our lives, right? It doesn't mean that there, there are no struggles that we face, there are no vagaries of life, or even trying moments in the valleys of darkness. Often when we find ourselves in those low places, thankfulness is far from our thoughts. Gratitude is the last thing you, you have. So how can we be thankful, right? As we come to the end of the year, which while there are many wonderful things, there are also many low moments. In our, how can we be thankful in this moment? So as we end, we want to look at this. King David. King David himself was no stranger to troubles in his life. You know, he has many ups and many downs in his life. And in Psalm 63, he was having a particularly bad episode because his own son, Absalom, wanted to take over the throne and had basically used up the throne and chased him out of the palace and David was now once again a fugitive. After many years running around as a fugitive, he became a king. Now he's back to being fugitive. While he was running out there in the wilderness of Judah, he wrote this Psalm 63. I'll read that to you. He said, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. See, it's out there in the wilderness. There's no water, right? So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. David was in a very dark time of his life, running just to survive. Long gone were the comforts of his palace. No longer was he wearing royal robes. He didn't have any more servants serving him. Those comforts were all gone. And yet, he's able to praise God. Yet, he's able to say, your loving kindness is better than life. It's better than being in a palace. It's better than sitting on the royal throne. It's better than having many servants meet my needs and attend to me. Your loving kindness is better than all these things. It's better than life. That is the reason why he was able to thank God even while running around like a fugitive. It's amazing because for him, God's favor is wonderful. God's favor is important to him, right? That's where his eyes is focused upon. Paul in the New Testament was the same. You know, Paul had many troubles in his life also. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he wrote, For our light afflictions. Everyone say light afflictions. Our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is momentary, is working for us far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You know, these men, they knew that even the troubles that apparently come to you in life, the, the challenges, the adversity that face you, these are also sometimes gifts from God. Because they prevent us from becoming too comfortable, right? You are so comfortable, you sit down before you sleep, right? And you become complacent. But these troubles sometimes force you 
to remember that your citizenship is not just here, but it's in heaven. It helps you to look not just to your bank account or to your security network or your insurance, but it helps you to turn your gaze heavenwards. So, you know, these guys, they know that these things are working for them a greater purpose. In verse 18, it says, While we do not look to the things which are seen, that is your circumstances. Now, our circumstances, sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. Of course, we thank God when it's up, but we also learn to thank God when it is down, right? These are, but we don't look at these circumstances. What do you look at? At the things which are not seen that are eternal. These are the things. Now, I don't think anyone would call Paul's afflictions light. He says, my light afflictions, right? Light momentary and light afflictions. Some of you might be thinking, but Paul, you don't understand. My business are very chalat, you know. I've been doing this five years already, losing money every year. I don't know how long I can, I can last anymore. How can you call it light momentary afflictions? Very long. Some of you are saying, Pastor, you don't know this relationship I'm in is so painful. I've been hurt and betrayed so many times, you know. Uh, my job is treating me so bad. These are such difficult times. Now, I think Paul knows a thing or two about, about affliction, right? Because just a few chapters later, he wrote to describe his life. So I want to read to you what Paul's life was like, just to get an idea of what he means by light afflictions. Huh? So in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he's talking, he says, huh, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I'm more. In labors, more abundant, means got more work. In stripes, that means people whip him. Huh? Above measure, in prison, more frequently, in deaths, often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked at night and the day. I've been in the deep, that's out in the sea, right? In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in, in perils, there's dangers, right? in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes daily upon, comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all these churches. In other words, my light afflictions. My light and momentary afflictions. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think his problems were light. <laughs> That's a, just an exaggeration. But Paul was able to say that I don't look at the things which are seen. His eyes were fixed upon God's loving kindness that is better than life. Can you say amen? God's loving kindness is really better than everything else. Whether the ups, whether the lows, it is better. You know, the psalmist in Psalms 30 verse 5 wrote, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor, everyone says favor, his favor is for life. Your problems for a short while, but God's favor is always with us. You know, you are drinking from that living water, his favor is always with us. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So some of you, you might be thinking, Pastor, I'm in the middle of the night now. Don't give up, right? Don't give up because joy is coming in the morning. God's favor is for life. You know, when we have God, there's always reason to be thankful. The prophet Habakkuk, as he ended his short book, three chapters, right? 
he, he wrote these profound words, Habakkuk chapter 3. He says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Now, these were agricultural people, farmers. Farmers, if your harvest doesn't come, uh, you're finished, you know. Because your, all your work for that whole year is all gone, right? Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. God's loving kindness, His mercy is better than life. So as we say goodbye to 2023, right? There are a couple of things, you know, as we turn the page into 2024, a couple of things we want to do. One, we want to think about what are the things that we can thank God for. Of course, there are many highs that we can thank God for. But even beyond that, God's loving kindness. You know, for some of you, God has pulled you back from the jaws of disaster, right? Save you from the brink of crisis in your life. Many of us, we don't even know that God saved us. You know, sometimes you don't know because nothing happened to you. But God has preserved us in the shadow of His wings. You know, we have to think about the mercies of God that's enduring. So I want you to think about that. But also, because this is the end of the year, you're going to step into a brand new year. Some of us, maybe you want to let go of some things. You don't want to bring all your troubles in the new year, right? Some of us, maybe there are unresolved issues in your heart that you, you, you can't forgive people. Or maybe there are troubles that you somehow you just cannot put down. You know, a bird uh, that wants to fly, uh, but the legs are chained to a heavy weight. I think you should unchain yourself uh, because you have the key, right? You have the key to release those things and you know, let these things be in the past. Don't, don't give these past problems more power than, than they should have, right? I mean, obviously, we understand, we learn from these things. But as you go in the new year, maybe you want to release yourself and release other people. Mainly release yourself, right? So that's one thing. You have to think about what you give thanks to God for. I want to give you a few moments to think about that. What do you want to thank God for? Now, I have many things to thank God for. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, I, for all you know, I'm, I may not have made it through this year because of the car accident at the beginning of the year, right? Uh, but I'm here. I'm thank, every day I wake up, I thank God. You know, I'm alive. <laughs> That's great because so many things can happen when we are alive. So I thank God for that. I thank God for all of you. Right? This family here, that's cool, it's this amazing family. Just to see all these different stories that I hear all the time, it's so encouraging because I can see the hand of God moving. Even though you might not see it, from my vantage point, I can see God's hand moving powerfully and clearly in our midst. I thank God for all of you. Right? And those of you who are here, I want you to know that you are noticed. Yeah, you're noticed. Huh? When you didn't come to church, I noticed. Right? We hide behind the pillar, I noticed. Right? We are trying to notice. Obviously, there's so many of you. But you know, in this church, this is a family. We are all brothers and sisters together. Amen? Right? This is our life together. We serve God together. Now, of course, on this note, I want to especially thank all the staff, the pastoral staff of the church uh, and the admin staff, the tech staff. You know, these are people, they have done so much to serve you, to take care of us, to help make this the kind of place it is, you know. So I really thank God for that. They are not working for money, although money is important. Huh? Nobody complain about money. But they are working because 
they believe in this, right? They believe in this family. So I'm so grateful that there are people like this. And I pray that all of us can all take care of one another. Amen. We all look after one another. We've got to make this a wonderful place. Great testimonies, loving place, a great place to be, a great place to meet with God. So I thank God for them. Um, there are many things I want to thank God for. Of course, above all, I thank God for His grace. You know, when I hear about all these things, I feel like, wow, I'm just like a bystander. I'm watching the goodness of God pass before me, you know. And you guys are the goodness of God. And I'm so grateful to God. Now, what about you? You know, what, what is it that you thank God for? I know some of the things you might think are the high points of your life. Maybe the low points of your life also. Because God uses those things, right? God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love Him, right? You will close your eyes for a moment as we close in prayer. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for your goodness, Lord. Indeed, your goodness runs after us in ways that we cannot even understand and certainly ways that we do not fully deserve. But Lord, today as we come to the close of the year, would you bring to mind all the times that you've been so faithful to us? Even perhaps times that we don't realize or notice but your hand of grace and protection has been upon us and our family. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. For the rest of us who may be going through some challenging points in our life, Lord, help to turn our eyes heavenwards because our help comes from you. You are our deliverer, the God of our salvation. Nothing is too hard from you and we know that after the night comes morning. And there will be laughter and joy in the morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we commit ourselves to you. Help us to have the power and the strength to let go. To release of all the things that weigh us down. They are not intended to weigh us down, but somehow have become chains that bind us to the past. But God, will you give us the power to cut those ties, set us free, to be all that you want us to be in 2024. We ask and pray this in the name of Jesus. And all God's people say, Amen, Amen. We you stand together? We're going to sing this uh, song, okay? I mean, it's a, I love this song because, you know, it's such a positive song. We're going to sing this as we go out.
when we bless God some of that blessing spills over and you're going to be blessed too Amen yeah. turn to your neighbor and say you're going to be blessed I believe that we're all going to be blessed right so as we go from this place let's go with the blessings of God right that God even as we bless Him God blesses us in so many ways that you know perhaps we don't even know and beyond our imaginations Lord, we want to thank you for your blessings. And now, Lord, we ask that you send us out with that blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes face shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, Lord. So, Father, as we go from here into a new year, fill our hearts with the strength of faith and not with fear. Lord, send us out with joy that will cause us to overflow with praise and to share that love with other people, Lord. Bless us and our families in this year. We thank you for the year past and now we commit this new year to you. May the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with all of us now and forevermore. Amen, amen. Service is over. If some of you need prayers, please do come forward. Otherwise, please join us in the atrium, right? There is also a word that has been released. If you are experiencing pain in your spine or have any spinal anomalies, please come forward. We would like to pray with you.